Good morning. The order of morning prayer begins on page three. Our psalms today are Psalm 146 on page 522 and Psalm 149 on 525. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is it now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great king above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. We begin with Psalm 146 on page 522. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. Yea, as long as I have any being, I will sing praises unto my God. O put not your trust in princes, nor in any child of man, for there is no help in them. For when the breath of man goeth forth, he shall turn again to his earth, and then all his thoughts perish. Blessed is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, and whose hope is in the Lord his God. Who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein is, who keepeth his promise forever. Who helpeth them to right that suffer wrong, who feedeth the hungry. The Lord looseth men out of prison, the Lord giveth sight to the blind. The Lord helpeth them that are fallen. The Lord careth for the righteous. The Lord careth for the strangers. He defendeth the fatherless and widow. As for the way of the ungodly, he turneth it upside down. The Lord thy God, O Sion, shall be king forevermore and throughout all generations. Psalm 149 O sing unto the Lord the new, a new song, let the congregation of saints praise him. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Sion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance, 
Let them sing praises unto him with tabret and harp. For the Lord hath pleasure in his people, and helpeth the meek-hearted. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them rejoice in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands. Be avenged of the nations, and rebuke the peoples. To bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with links of iron. To execute judgment upon them, as it is written, such honor have all his saints. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth verse of the third chapter of the prophet Joel. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning, pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and moon will grow dark, and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So you shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then Jerusalem shall be holy, and no alien shall ever pass through her again. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 11th verse of the third chapter of the epistle, the second epistle of Peter. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him, by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, 
as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. The Benedictus on page 12. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, form the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, form the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. As you know, this week is a transitional week between Trinity and the season of Advent. And today is the last day before we start a new liturgical year tomorrow with the first Sunday of Advent. At the end of the church year, we are finishing up the Psalms with four of the final final five psalms this morning and later this afternoon. Our first psalm, Psalm 146, emphasizes that rather than trust any human leaders, we should praise and trust God and his eternal mercy and judgment. Psalm 149 first calls us to praise God rejoicing and in song, and then to fight to pronounce God's judgment on those who are disobedient. This theme of God's Judgment is the theme that links this psalm to our Old Testament and New Testament readings. This week, we heard in our Old Testament reading, we heard all but 16 verses of the three chapters written by the prophet Joel. In the Jewish tradition, the book of Joel was part of a single book of the Twelve because in ancient times they were one book on a single scroll. Christians count this book as one of the Twelve Minor Prophets because their books are so short. Certainly, Joel is overshadowed by most of the other 11, particularly the Messianic prophecies of Zechariah and Malachi. The name Joel means Yahweh is God and was a common name in ancient Israel. Because his book does not include any historical context, scholars argue over when he lived and when the book was written. In the first chapter, the mention of withholding the sacrifice in the house of the Lord suggests it takes place during the first or second temple period, but some even dispute that. In my ear, Joel sounds like some of the later prophets. Instead of calling out specific sins, he seems to be complaining that God's people have generally lost their faith and trust in the Lord. As we heard on Monday and Tuesday, the first chapter and the beginning of the second were about how God's judgment is being pronounced on Israel through the plague of locusts that devastate the land. On Wednesday, we continue on Joel 2, beginning with the six verses that are used as the Old Testament reading every year on Ash Wednesday, the only part of Joel that many have heard. It begins with the two most famous verses written by this minor prophet. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Joel is thus calling for all the people to repent and promising grace, God's grace for those who do so. But as Bishop Scarlet reminded us on Thursday, the final verse of chapter two implies that this call will only be partly successful. As verse 32 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance and the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Thus the call will be heeded only by a remnant or subset of God's people, and God's judgment will be visited on the remainder. 
In the third and final chapter, Joel comes full circle. After using the plague of locusts to pronounce God's judgment on his people for this, their disobedience, God promises to pronounce his judgment on all the nations, those outside of Israel, who reject him. He calls the nations to this final batter, battle in a future Valley of Jehoshaphat, a name that means Yahweh has judged. He even reverses the familiar formula of Micah and Isaiah. Those that challenge God will try to beat their plowshares into swords, but their efforts will be for naught. In pronouncing this judgment on all nations, Joel is clearly anticipating a ministry to the Gentiles. When God pronounces his judgment on the nations that reject him, he will remain the shelter and strength for his people, dwelling them, dwelling with them, and protecting them. The day of the Lord is also the theme of our New Testament reading as we read at the end of the third and final chapter of 2 Peter. But in this case, the day of the Lord is clearly the second coming. Peter calls on his readers to look forward and to be ready for the coming of the day of God with holy conduct and godliness. When he says to be found by Jesus to be without spot and blameless, he's making reference to two ideas that would be familiar to his readers. The first is the idea of ritual purity of the sacrificial system of the Torah, where the sacrifice was to be unspotted and the one making the sacrifice to be without blame, i.e. truly holy in his attitude. The second is that when Jesus fulfilled God's plan on the cross, Jesus was the only true unspotted sacrifice. And since there is nothing unjust or corrupt with God, his Father's holiness is perfection. As in many of the New Testament letters, this one ends with a doxology, a short formulaic expression of praise to God. But rather than to God the Father, this one is to God the Son befitting the focus of the, on the saving work of Jesus Christ and his final judgment, the letter ends with the doxology to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter's final words are, to him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. This seems an ideal place to end the church year. As for in the next four weeks, we recall Christ's first coming and prepare for the judgment of his second coming. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions, 
And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, the King Eternal, who dividest the day from the darkness, and turnest the shadow of death into the morning, drive far off from us all wrong desires, find our hearts to keep thy law, and guide our feet into the way of peace. That having done thy will and with cheerfulness while it was day, we may, when the night cometh, rejoice to give thee thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be, will, be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for our Saturday morning team, Britt and Carl, for making this morning's worship possible. Have a great Last few hours before Advent starts. Thank, Thank you, Joel. Joel. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Happy, have a happy Saturday. <laughs>